0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer & Money. I am Ryan Burslow. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the top five questions you should ask when hiring a financial advisor. Before I get into that, though, let me talk about what I'm drinking today. So today, I'm drinking the Profuse Juice from 10 Barrel Brewing. It's a hazy IPA. I know, shocker, uh, as most of the time we're drinking IPAs on this show. Uh, we are in the Pacific Northwest, so the, the IPAs are uh, quite a few of them. Uh, the alcohol t- content's uh, percentage, at least, is 6.5. IBUs are at 45. I'm always a big fan of of Hazy IPA. This one's pretty solid. Uh, from a bottle cap rating, I'm going to give it uh, a 7. Um, in Pacific Northwest, there's so many IPAs, it's hard to really uh, hit that 9 or 10 uh uh, bottle cap rating but this one's pretty solid though it hazy ipa right it's going to be hazy hazy filling got a little bit of a fruit uh, flavor to it but it, it's solid especially um, drinking it uh, in the summer and the heat it's just a, a good solid beer for that time so definitely try them out 10 barrel brewing that's a profuse juice is the name of the beer so let's dive into it so as I'm talking with neighbors or as I'm talking with different people, I I even get emails um, from people that are like, Hey, heard your podcast. I'm wanting a local advisor. I don't want to work with someone over zoom. So that's why they're asking me, they're they're wondering what questions should I be asking a financial advisor? And so Let's go through, I've got, to, there's, there's a lot of questions you should ask, right? There's, you've got to feel good with that advisor. And if you're not feeling good with that advisor, just from a communication standpoint, I'd advise you not to work with them. You know, that advisor's job is to educate you so that you can make financial decisions uh, based on your goals and they're there to help you. And if you're not feeling it and you're going to be dreading those meetings, obviously you shouldn't work with that, that person. But the questions you should ask that advisor, number one is, are they a fiduciary? And what I mean by fiduciary, this is, you know, it's a lot of people are talking about this. So so let's just explain what that is. A fiduciary is someone that has to act in their client's best interest by law. And so that's, depending on what you're looking for, if you're looking for just in products if you're only looking for products from that person, oftentimes that's not going to be a fiduciary. That's going to be someone that that is going to get paid a commission from the product that they sell. And that's not necessarily bad. There are plenty of advisors out there that do a good job of that, and you should fill them out and, and understand that. But if you're looking for a comprehensive financial planner, you might want to look more towards the fiduciary standard for that because that way they're giving you advice based on what's best for you, and it's not based around product that leads to question number 2 and it kind of ties into the uh, fiduciary standard but question number 2 is how do how do they get paid where do they make their money All right like to work with us there's a fee involved and that fee allows us to give you advice that's how we get paid certain clients like that certain clients don't There's another way where maybe they're just managing investments for you and they're charging an assets on a management fee. So let's just say you've got $100,000, they're going to manage that $100,000 for you and their fee is, and I'm making up a number here just for simplistic sake, let's just say it's 1%. So it's $1,000 that the advisor will get paid on managing your money. Now, built into that, they might say, well, that also comes with the comprehensive financial planning as well. And you should know that their fees are really coming from those investments. That's how they're going to get paid. It's important for you to understand that. And transparency is 100% so important. Which takes us to question number three. Okay, what are the services the advisor is going to provide? And questions to ask here is, you know, what is it you're going to do for me? Right? If, if a lot of their comments or questions is around your investments and where you're investing money, they might just be an invest, what I would call an investment manager. Not necessarily. Again, that's not necessarily a bad person. It's, this is understanding what it is you're getting from the advisor. And there's a lot of advisors out there that say they're comprehensive financial planning, but almost all of their conversations always goes to what investments you're going to be putting the money into. Rather than talking about, okay, how's your auto and home insurance looking? How's your estate planning looking? Where's your cash flow? How do we have debt reconstruction? What are different strategies? What are your goals? How do those, right? That's holistic financial planning. And it's based around that. If they only get paid on investments and they're only talking about investments, maybe they're just an investment manager. Question number four, how would the relationship work? put yourself, it's kind of like an advisor therapist. Sometimes it's one and the same when, when we're working with clients. How is that relationship going to work? Like how often will you meet? What are the expectations of one another? For us, that's huge. When you're, when you're working with me specifically, like I have certain expectations of my clients and they have expectations of me. I want to know that. Before we engage and actually start working with one another, how much easier is it to work with one another when you know what the expectations are? Like a prime example, and this is just simplistic, but I I think those of you listening will understand where I'm coming from on this on both sides. One of the questions I often ask a client is, hey, what's your expectations of me in terms of turnaround time if you were to call or email me? And a lot of people will say like 24 or 48 hours, unless it's like Friday and about to go into the weekend. So their expectation of me is to respond to the email or call in 24 to 48 hours. That's huge for me going in because how many of you maybe have an advisor, have a professional in your life, and it takes them a long time to get back to you. Do they know that you're expecting them to get back to you at a quicker time? I want to know that. Now, I also have expectations of my clients where if I were to email and call them, I expect a turnaround time because this is a relationship. We need to make sure we're on the same page. And if there's something burning or something out there that I need to communicate with them, we have to have that open open communication and open expectation. How often do you meet with them, right? Is this an advisor that typically meets with you once a year? Is that what you want? Not bad or good. Is that what you want? Do you want to meet quarterly? Like, how does that look like? Which takes us to question number five. And this, I think, is a key one because it helps you understand who the advisor typically works with. And the question is, who do you do your best work for? So Alex and I, we tend to work with tech professionals. We tend to work with professionals that get stock options, RSUs, ISOs. We tend to get professionals in that arena because they've got concerns around what to do with those. How does cash flow work into that? How do they maximize the benefits? How are they maximizing their plan? So when I can talk into that and speak their language, obviously it makes more sense for them to work with me because I understand it easier. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't work with someone else that's not in tech, but maybe you shouldn't work with me. Maybe you want to work with someone that understands exactly what you're going through. And so who do you do your best work for? That kind of gives you like who it is to typically work with. Do they typically work with retirees? Like I tend to work with people that really kind of look like me, right? So I'm, I'm about to be 42. I've got two kids. One's about to go to college right? I'm married. I make a certain income. I've got a bunch of friends that happen to go to Amazon. So that's why I got into that tech industry, right? We make good money. We have concerns around taxation. We have concerns around getting our kids' education done. We have concerns around maximizing the money that we're making right now and taking advantage of the benefits that the company provides. Investment concerns, like how much money should be going where, Strategic concerns, right? That type of person tends to work with us because that's what I'm really good at. That's a really good question to ask the advisor. That gets you to understand who do they typically work with? What are they really good at? So those are the top five questions. In the end, right, and this kind of leads me to the question of the day: you know, what, what's stopping you from talking to a financial advisor? And I'll end on this. You know, Let's just face it. My industry has not done the best job of having the American public trust us. I think a lot of advisors out there, and I think the vast majority of them, actually have the best interests of their clients in, in mind. And sometimes it can come across where it's only a product sale, and that's where they need to get better at communicating with the client, what their value is and why it's important to them based on your goals, you the client. So when you're working with advisor, really understand how that advisor works with their clients, make sure that they are talking to you in a way that is, is making sure that they're actually listening to you. Do they actually understand what it is you want? Does your advisor do all of the talking, right? How engaged are they with you? What type of experience are they providing you? And I think that's what's stopping a lot of people from engaging with a financial advisor uh, is the fear of being sold something that they may or may not want or need. Two, it could just be maybe you don't understand what an advisor can do for you, right? It sometimes is you don't know what you don't know. And three, it could be, maybe you feel like you're really good at it. Maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer. And more and more do-it-yourselfers are reaching out to me because they understand there's pieces that they don't know that they don't know. And so there's some coaching involved there and and some, really it's education to help them make those decisions. It doesn't always have to be, hey, Ryan, manage my investments. It's more around the knowledge piece and having them think big picture strategically. So for you all, I'd love to hear it, I, and I genuinely mean this. Head over to beerandmoney.net and fill out the, the quick um, uh, survey there, and, and just pop us a message, and in the subject line, say, at, write the question, "What's stopping me from talking to an advisor?" And in that, just say, what it is that has you not want to talk to an advisor. Promise you we will not re- if you put that in the subject line, we will not reach back out to you to try to engage with you as a client, I'm genuinely interested in hearing from you all as to what's on your mind and maybe why you're not working with an advisor selfishly to help us be better at what we do. I hope this episode was valuable. If you got any value out of it, please share it. Please share it. The whole purpose of this this podcast is to help you think differently about your money So you can get the goals and reach everything that you want and get the money, myths, and taboos out of the head. Appreciate everything. Make it a great day.
1: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York park avenue securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of guardian quantified financial partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of park avenue securities or guardian ryan Burklow, ar insurance license number 15319412 ca insurance license number 0k24924 alexander collins ar insurance license number 7264699 ca insurance license number 0h24806 Pinpoint number 2022-140446, expiration July 2024.